Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy. Don. Right off the bat, I have to say hello to everybody. Welcome to Acting Class Weekly. But why am I wearing black on black? Because I have the privilege to have my manager, Gary Oozdahl, here. We've been trying to get him, uh, Roxy, months? months. He's, a, he's a very busy man. He is a Actually, very Gary busy Oswald, man. That's okay. Quarantine, helped us get him. But Gary is the king of black T-shirts. Now, I don't have a V-neck, but Gary is the king of black V-neck T-shirts. It's kind of like a uh, Einstein thing, you know, same suit, same, same uniform, simple. Is that, is that why you wear it, Gary? Yeah. My, 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 my entire wardrobe is, is black and navy blue and gray. I, I think it's maybe because I'm a little, not colorblind, but shade stupid, but I just go okay. with, with what works. I, I love that. I got into that like a few years ago, just dark t-shirts, dark gray, blue, black. I did that. But so today I'm not... Blue eye shaming you, Roxy. Mm-hmm. I'm just being a my manager look in honor of Gary here. Today. Well, we you didn't even tell me that, Sean, but apparently I'm in honor of Gary too because I'm in my black V-neck. So yeah. look at that. Yeah, it's this a, it's one's for you, Gary. This one's Thank all you. for you. Thank you. Guys. So why is Gary here? Gary is here to talk about get seeking representation, trying to trying to find someone who helps you find jobs. That's what representation is. And he's been doing this for years and he knows what works, what doesn't work, things you should do, things you shouldn't do. And we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, We'll be talking about that the whole show. And then at the end, not a story from the set, but story from karaoke bars. You're going to have to hang around to see what that means. Gary and I bonded over karaoke, so you have to stick around to see what that means. We got stories, and we'll even tell you our go-to song—a rendition, but we'll tell you our go-to song that we have nailed across all Los Angeles. So, uh, but before we do that, let's get into my week. And uh, Roxy, what are you thinking? I, I've never deferred to you on a week call, so let me let me ask you: What do you think this week? Sean's week should be like. We've done a lot of t-shirt talk, Sean. So I feel like it's got to be a, a casual t-shirt kind of theme. It's a casual t-shirt vibe. Okay, mm-hmm, ready? Mm-hmm. On three. Ready? One, two, three. Sean's week. That was casual t-shirty. We're cool, Sean. We're cool. We're hip. We're chill. We wear like t-shirts. Did it feel like a t-shirt? Yes, it did. Those are the calls when I get bad feedback. That's the way Gary Good job. Uh huh. Yeah, totally. That was great. Keep the day job, kids. Um, He sips tea. He sips tea. Yeah. So we are uh, on uh, the final weeks of writing the sketch show, the online uh, online parody show that my sketch class is working on. It's a parody of a TV genre. I think you guys are going to dig it. Uh, We will probably start shooting next week. Um, and I have to say, Roxy Stryer, who has recently joined the sketch class and is a character and writing, is killing it. You're killing it. Thanks, Sean. And, and just hearing you in the meetings and your punch-ups, like, we've never really worked together on that side. I've seen written stuff of yours, but you're doing great. Thanks. You and they appreciate you, and it's great. So I'm loving being there. You have a great class. It's an yeah. awesome class. Yeah, great people. Then the TikTok. Yeah, Gary said uh, last sketch show he went to. He said one of the funniest, funniest of shows that I've done, 
and he's seen several years of them and he was like this group he loved it Uh, i don't know though because gary you also said that we had a great intro song with the t-shirt thing so i just don't know what to trust right now i know the way (laughs) the way gary talks i'm telling you the when he saw my sketch show i believed it you know i studied behavior (laughs) it's called acting yeah (laughs) okay uh, and then uh, TikTok is very strange when working on that, but all of a sudden they change their algorithm and like everybody's slowing way down for some reason. I don't know why, like followers, and maybe it's a lot of celebrities on there, who knows, but that's like the big thing, but I'm still plugging away and doing some fun stuff. And then I had a table read for our friend, Doug Van Bever. We all know Doug Van Bever, who co-wrote Psyche with me and uh, has been on our show, Roxy, you know him. Um, he has a new script that he did a table read this uh, weekend uh on zoom obviously and uh man i I love this script and it's small and it's rural and can be shot easily in the san joaquin valley and you know we're the word on the street is that independent movies will be rising up so hopefully they'll be able to shoot this so that was really cool so that was kind of my week but uh before we get into gary we want to talk to roxy about how to get us more involved in the show so you can see and hear what you want to hear well one of the reasons that we are having gary on and we've been so persistent about getting him and making sure he could come on the show is because we're listening to you guys at home who you want us to talk to what kind of questions you have and representation uh, has been such a question that we've gotten for so many i mean from day one sean everybody wants to know how to get representation so we see what you guys are saying and then we respond to it so thank you for commenting please keep doing so also rate subscribe it really helps the community grow and i did want to give some shout outs just a couple quick ones glenn caesar who says he's hooked right now because he wants to know the story from the karaoke bar as he is watching (laughs) live so i we definitely have to get to that because i'm with him uh on that and also shout out to weston ira uh who said indeed ewan mcgregor i don't know who's giving him ewan mcgregor vibes right now maybe it's a a combination so yeah it must be you sean it must be you ewan mcgregor vibes hardcore uh we appreciate you guys being in here and please please five stars thumbs up wherever you are write a comment so we know what kind of guests you want to bring into the show and also what you want us to talk about awesome so let's just jump in that's one thing Gary is a no BS guy. We just, when we talk, it's business in and out. That's what I love because the lesson I learned from someone a long time ago, I used to talk to this manager when I did the side gig and he talked to me for so long. And it was a friend of mine who said, you know, busy people don't, can't talk that long. So he's not that good. And that's one of the reasons I really liked Gary right off the bat um, was because he's, it's the facts. It's what we need to know moving on. And, and that means, you know, he's efficient. So, and the, here's the bad news. Sometimes Gary, you can go like the old grandpa telling the story over and over and it takes too long and we got a lot to get to, but we do have to say how Gary and I met. This is his favorite story to tell. And he's always oh, the real story, always embarrassing me, but here we go. Um, well, Sean and I, uh, I, I've actually been a, a fan of Sean's work for quite some time. Uh, you know, he is that guy, Sean Whalen. You see him in a ton of stuff. You're just like, who is that dude? It's not Steve Buscemi, but I've <laughs> always been really attracted to, to your work as an actor. And um, so years ago, uh, I, I was on YouTube and I saw a video that Sean did uh, parodying Dorothy uh, from Wizard of Oz. And I, I sent a message to him on the YouTube video saying that, you know, I'm a big fan of your work. I've, I've been following your work for quite some time. Uh, I'm a manager. I own a company called Advanced Management. I would love to talk to you about representation. And he did not respond. Uh, I think I sent another direct message to him as well. Also ignored. Um, Sean was uh, with a, a manager at the time. Uh, I won't mention her name. No. That... Uh, she was a little cuckoo yeah. oh. and and we we butted heads a couple of times for various reasons and one day i said you know what forget this let me look at her list and i'm like oh wow she reps this guy sean whalen and i was like i gotta find a way to get in touch with them i'm gonna and managers don't poach but i was like i want to take her client because she was really evil kind of, to me 
not, not, and, not cool. uh, then the next day I decided, you know what, that's just not cool to do. I wouldn't do that. And I got a call from a client of mine saying, hey, I have a, a friend of mine who may be looking for a new manager. I said, who? And she said, Sean Whalen. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And uh, she put us in touch that day. I think we met the next day. I literally think we met the next day. Yeah. And, uh, and he denies ever getting any messages from me. Is that I, true, I, Sean? You claim no, no, you never no. got See, them? Is, but you know me, Roxy, with social media and computers. She knows me well enough now to know. I had no idea <laughs> that you could even get messages on YouTube. And stuff. I do feel like that's true. I, yeah. If I, if I had to guess, I think it's true. Blow that off. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's the story. The that's thing, the real story. And, and and there's also people that were doing con managers and stuff like that. So maybe I thought it was that, but I I honestly don't think I saw them. I truly don't. Or you just ignored me. And, see, I told you. Right. What a beautiful start to a lovely relationship. <laughs> so, but but so, what is representation, Gary? Why does an actor need one anyway? Well, um, look, there's there's. Two types. There's agents and managers. Okay. Uh, I was a former agent. Uh, I left that world. Uh, the agent's job is to procure work for your client. Uh, they're bonded by the state to to go out there and procure work and 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 do the deal for you. Managers are in a little bit of a different arena uh, in the sense that we could we could still find work. Technically, not supposed to negotiate the deal. Usually, an agent or an attorney does that. There's a very big gray area there. But a manager's job is also to introduce uh, the client to potential agents that may be interested in, in working with them, as well as giving them advice on their career. Uh, and when you get a little bit bigger, um, you, you, you start managing schedules and travel, whether you're not, you bring on a publicist, um, you know, just, just, just very much more of a hands-on day-to-day person than an yeah. agent would be. Why do you need representation? Well, you want somebody that's out there that's pitching you on your behalf. Uh, so you're not doing that yourself. Now, when you're first starting off, you have to hit the ground running and you have to be your biggest fan and you have to be pitching yourself left and right. But when you find somebody who truly believes in your art and what you're doing as well, that could, that could pitch you and push you, uh, it's essential. And also too, to have that buffer uh, when you get into the deal-making process uh, a lot of younger actors who have probably dealt with producers or people that are doing lower budget things, uh, you know, they, they can get taken advantage sometimes because they, they don't, don't know. They have no process. protection, no protection yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really protecting the best interests of the client. And, um, and from a managerial side is, is given career advice on, on what to do and, and, uh, and where to go next. Guys, who people who are familiar with this show or people who heard from the beginning, you've heard me tell the story when I was going through kind of a rough time and I was actually uh, going through a bad time in my personal life that affected my nerves sometimes. Uh, Gary stuck by me, but uh, if you guys remember the self-tape one we talked about where I kind of had a bad audition and Gary said, you know, don't get bummed out. We're going to contact them. They recontacted the casting director, said, we want to show you a tape. Uh, I've told that story if you know the show and he's the one when I said mentioned my manager Gary he's the one who said send that tape in again We're, and then that casting director said you're right this is a much better tape I'll definitely show this to the director so you know it, it helped me navigate stuff that I would never have thought of you know and even when I call him and go hey there's a friend doing a movie it's no big deal he goes well what about this this and this and your card and where are you going to get positioned are you? and I was like oh that's right you know, he just knows things that uh, that I or us actors don't need. So we, when you're building the, your, you get to LA, you know, my, I have a thing called the two-year plan, Gary, where I say, if you're going to do this, spend a year at home getting ready to do the two-year plan, then go to LA and New York and hit the ground running, get your job, get your cheap place, and then get your experience. What do you think <clears throat> someone needs before they reach out to a manager? What should they have under their belt already? A good headshot. <laughs> a good headshot, okay. A, a lot of what I- My Gary is the Yvonne, if you guys know our show, we got an Yvonne one and- uh, Yeah, Yvonne's great. Yvonne episode, yeah. Um, I, I think first and foremost, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great acting schools and I, I went to UC Santa Barbara and I had a degree in directing. So I, I worked with a lot of the actors 
um, that were in the BFA program there. And it, it's great to have the acting tools and to be prepared, um, have a basic understanding of what auditioning is, uh, have a basic understanding of how the industry works. Um, so so I think- bolts on a resume, what would that look like? As far as what, excuse me? What nuts and bolts on a resume, what would that experience look like? Like, you know. Well, as far as a resume goes, look, a lot of people when they first move to LA, they don't have a lot of credit. And uh, I would say one of the the best things, well, first of all, don't lie in your resume. If you were an extra on five different studio movies, right? It, it, it reeks and you could see it. Also, too, when somebody has a resume that has, they're the lead in 30 different movies, but they don't have a single TV credit looks kind of funny, you know, maybe yeah. there are a bunch of shorts, but just don't lie on there. Um, right. Theater is, is, a, is a great thing. And look, yeah. from somebody that comes from a theater background, I, I, I do look at that. Um, and also, you know, everyone has to get their start somewhere. Uh, so in, my, films, hmm? in my two year plan, I usually say, don't seek representation until you get, I mean, Steve Martin's famous quote, right? They say, oh, how do I get an agent? He goes, don't you need to be good first? I said in my two-year plan, take the first six months to get in a class, get really yes. good, maybe a couple, you know, maybe an improv class, maybe a maybe yes. a drama class and stuff like that before you reach out. So you show that you're settled in LA. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I'm a big fan. You, you, uh, everyone should always be in class and you could always get better and you should always be training. Um, look, there, there are some people that are just naturally just better actors, mm -hmm. uh, but still it doesn't matter. You can't, you, you have to continually train. Uh, I'm also a big fan of uh, comedy, uh, UCB, uh, Groundlings. Uh, and, and I think everyone should have an opportunity to be one of those classes, whether or not they think they're a dramatic actor or not. I think comedy is, is it's tough. Um, and, and to be in, in those courses, uh, along with a, a traditional acting class, I think is invaluable. Uh, so Another thing I always say is at the very, at the very basic, a beginning improv class. You should yeah, just absolutely. have it, right? Every, everyone should. Okay. And, and, and also, too, it, it, it doesn't look bad as a, as, a, as a beginning actor to have in your resume that shows that you're taking that initiative to go out there and, and be a part of those courses. Um, so training is definitely essential, uh, but going back to, uh, headshot, um, okay. so I, I get anywhere from 20 to 50 emails per week, every week, uh, from, uh, actors who are seeking representation. Okay. And I look at every single one of them. Uh, and a, a lot of what I look at is, uh, is, uh, a look first. Uh, I've, I've brought people in and I'll be honest out of maybe every hundred emails I get, I, I might call one of those people in and then out of that group, I might sign one out of 10 of those people. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause a lot of times too, you, you want a headshot that's representative of yourself. A lot of people, <laughs> um, it, it, they don't look like themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't get me wrong. I have signed clients off of email submissions and and brought them in a lot of times on their look really <clears throat> and i have another story real quick uh, a, a good friend of mine uh who i work with at the william morris agency uh he was an older dude and he called me up one day and 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 he was a staff writer on the originals um on um on a, on a few different bigger tv shows making pretty good money and he was mid thirties, maybe a little bit later thirties on the later side and called me up and said, Hey man, I, I want to be an actor now. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> you're, you're, you're past 30. Uh, you're, you're, a, you're a writer on big series. Why would you leave that job? Right. It doesn't make sense. Not to mention you're a Caucasian man. That's not the, you're not a leading man either. And you're not really character. Right. And, um, and he said, look, it's my lifelong dream to be an actor. And if I don't do it now, then I'll, I'll never forgive myself. And he took the most amazing headshots, the most wow. amazing. The guy had almost zero credits. Then six months, he got his first TV show. I booked wow. him on three TV shows that year. Uh, and I would accredit a lot of it to just having incredible headshots. Does that work for everyone? No. But in his case, it did.
Can you define what an incredible headshot means to you? Like what different? Not something that's taken on an iPhone, okay. shooting with a real photographer. Okay. Preferably, my preference is a well-lit, cinematically shot picture. Usually with a longer lens, blurry background. I don't like studio shots. I just don't think they work great. Neither. And Yvonne is really, Yvonne has really like killed that in me. That I, I when now that I see the studio ones, I'm like, Ooh, I, I, I like the outdoor she does. But also too, going back to headshots, what I think is very important. And when I tell actors, uh, clients of mine all the time, play a role when you're shooting. If you're going to dress up in a suit, you're an actor, so play the attorney, play a cop, play a role, have some am ambition behind what you're shooting. Don't just sit there and pose. Uh, and, and a lot of younger actors too, I mean, look, actors feel like they have a certain look and they feel that they know their look and they know what's best, but you gotta trust your agent manager to, to instruct you on what they need. So don't do the same look over and over and over and over. I had a, a client of mine back in the day, really cute Hispanic woman, um, but she had the exact same look for every single headshot. Mm -hmm. So you got to change it up. Um, I like, look, you should do some stuff showing your teeth. You should do some stuff uh, just grinning, not showing teeth. And then you should do some serious. Um, I like business shots, uh, business casual. You don't have to do the full suit, but business casual works well. Um, and just take a variety really you, you've uh, always had me like when i just my representation shots with you is like four or five shots yeah you never know you you get that one shot that works and it could work for you for a couple of years but you should always constantly be shooting and updating it shows that you give a shit about you because your headshot is your business card and it shows that you give a damn about about what you're what you're presenting to the public when right. you look on breakdowns and breakdowns is how managers and agents submit pictures. There's some people, uh, even you, Sean, have some older pictures up that are up there that we keep for a particular reason. You know, right. when you, you, you see the date underneath the picture and if it's, if the picture's three to four years old, it's, yeah. you got to shoot again. So sometimes yeah. Gary, when talking about these headshots, sometimes people will reach out to you. They'll just send, I'm assuming some kind of cover letter, a headshot. That's it. No footage, nothing? Yeah. Um, yes. For me, uh, what works best, I don't need a book. You know, Don't send me a 10-page email telling me about how amazing you are and how you won you know, a Best Actor Award in high school and blah, 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 blah. Short, simple, to the point. Um, send me any kind of footage they have. Send me pictures and maybe just a little bit something about yourself, where you're from, just to show a little personality. But for me, I look at every single submission I get. And when I see a book, I you're tend to look away unless the picture's incredible. But so, yeah, I, I'd so say a lot of it, a lot of it right off the bat is, is that picture. And then I look at the resume. Any notes on reels, like just quick do's and don'ts on reels that you send. And, and are you saying email is the best way? What if people drop off packages? Are you down with that still or? No, I'm not. And I'm, I'm not thrilled when people call me directly either. Okay. Um, I think email is definitely the best direct way. Okay. Uh, a big mistake a lot of young actors make, which looks really cheap, is sending the same stock email. And because you could see it. My name is in a different font and a different color. And then it's the page <laughs> below. Try, try not to do that. Also too, if you're submitting to multiple agents and managers at the same time, don't put them all in the, 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 the two, um, you know, the, in, in, um, like don't shoot an email off to 85 people and have BCC them everybody. Yeah. Not even BCC. CC. Don't even do that. Send individual emails. Right. Yeah. I'm saying don't do that. Yeah. Of course. When you send an email and you have a hundred other agents on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now what about good? What about what do you feel about them taking the time to learn a little bit about you and advanced management and maybe saying, I've seen that you work with so and so and I've liked what you've done with blah blah blah's career. 
Sure. I mean, a lot of people do that, but a lot of people also just bullshit around and said, I'm familiar with, I've seen your success and I don't, I don't, I don't need for me. It's just, just you don't get need the ego send me your material, send me your picture. And uh, if we respond, then we'll call you back. Do you think that that's the norm? Do you think most managers feel the way you feel? Yeah, but I mean, look, I'm also constantly watching, well, going to plays, going to showcases. Um, you know, there's multiple ways to attract a, an agent or a manager. Um, but I do think, at least for me, uh, emailing material to me is, is, is a very quick and easy way to at least get seen by that person. Um, but still, you should always be doing showcases and, and as much theater work and, and just as much acting work outside of in the community as possible. Lauren said when she was on the show, Lauren Gibson, who was my agent, who obviously Gary works with, was saying she goes, she really enjoys plays because I get to see, instead of just clips on a reel, I get to see a, an arc, a whole, you know, progression. Yep. Do you agree with that? Do you go out of your way to see plays or do you just do it when someone suggests it to you? Or uh, I mean, look, I, I just love good live entertainment anyway. So for me, and I'm a big theater person, I, I love seeing plays. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, there's numerous ways. I mean, a lot of recently now I, I have not been as aggressive to go out and find talent. Uh, for the most part, it's uh, by referral from a, a client of mine, usually a, you know, they have a friend who's an actor who's, who's you know, been in something a TV show or a movie. And so mostly it's referral, but I still do constantly check my emails. And if something sticks out as looking unique or it could fill a hole in my roster that I don't have, I, I will sometimes take a meeting. So for me, I'm just trying to clarify for everyone and tell me if anything is wrong. A, a, a brief email saying about them personality-wise, a resume, a headshot, and a reel. What should reels, what's, what's do's and don'ts for reels? Good, what's, what's you know, I would always put, like, I would always put, uh, solid material with with good sound and that that shot decently well um there's a lot of there's a lot of places out there that they'll shoot scenes for actors mm -hmm. the reps could tell i mean i'm not saying it's bad uh okay. it just i don't think it belongs in a reel um it should just be good quality material one thing that i also don't need and i, I cast directors as well don't have a montage of of scenes before your, your demo reel starts, like a, a music video of scenes that you've been in. Ridiculous. That was a big deal in the 90s. Just get to the point. Just get into the material, you know? And if you don't have a lot, who cares? At least you have something. And if you don't have anything, right. make a self-tape. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it will show the rep what a self-tape of yours will look like, you know? So they're at least familiar with how you look and read on camera. So would you rather a self-tape than one of those schools or classes that you could go take and they put you on camera that you were saying people could tell? Yeah, absolutely. And it's also a waste of money, I feel like. Interesting. Yeah, because people have reached out to me to, you know, do scenes with people. I'll tell you another I'll tell you another story. So there was a client of mine who I had just recently signed and David Finch was doing a show uh, like four or five years ago uh, called Video Synchronicity. They changed the name to it, but at the time it was called Video Synchronicity. And she taped for it and it was over a weekend and I just had a couple of drinks and I watched the table like, damn, this is really fucking good. And I watched it again. I was like, this is absolutely incredible. So I sent it to the casting director and she took a look at it. Uh, she emailed me back 10 minutes after I sent it to her. She's like, who is this girl? And why do I not know her? She's incredible. This tape is fantastic. And so she stuck a pin in her, which is basically saying, holding her availability for the duration of time that, the show is shooting and she said please stick a pin in her we're very interested i'm sending this this tape on to producers and i said that's fantastic so i took that email and the self-tape and i sent it to an agent at a very one of the top five agencies out there and i said look what this cast director said based off of this self-tape and she ended up signing with that talent agency off of the self-tape wow Wow. And what, wow. can you tell us a little bit about it in terms of, was it a drama, comedy? It was drama. It was a drama scene. Was she dramatic, yeah. it really emotional or was it just grounded? Or? 
it's just the acting was just so good and she just really just just hit all the different beats uh of what the character was and she really worked hard on it um yeah. she had been in, she'd been in class and worked with a coach before she taped it good. and uh it's just very impressive uh what what she put on tape and that was one of her very first auditions with us and literally signing with you know a massive talent agency just because of the self tape well, so that's another thing, you know, guys have talked about this list who listen to the show. If this is the tape you're going to put out, do the work, do the work. Don't just grab a scene, look at it that morning and throw it on tape. Yep. Do the work. Obviously she did do the work and obviously she didn't send it to you until she, as you said, had been in class, had felt good about her craft and what she was going to do. So she also yeah. booked a major studio movie straight off of the cell tape as well. She tapes right. very well. So but, I mean, the, the, the thing is, you wouldn't you agree that like, don't pull into town and just start looking for agents. You know, you should pull into town, get settled, get classes. I mean, unless you're maybe coming from New York, right? Or Chicago or somewhere where you have done a lot. There's different agents out there. I, I think you should do your research. Don't come out here thinking you're going to sign with CAA and William Morris right off the boat. It's not going to happen. Don't be sending them emails. Look at talent agencies that are out there. And look, there's, there's good and bad agents and managers. There are some managers who are better off as like kind of starter managers who have a relationship with kind of starter agencies. Uh, and what I mean by that is like there's, there's a lot of agencies out there who deal more in volume and who maybe uh, still deal with a lot of smaller roles, co-stars, little modified low budget movies, low budget movies and, and shit like that. Um, but it, it, if you have no credits and you, at least you have somebody pitching and submitting you, right. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, you know, and, and it may take some time for, for that actor to find their, their real team that they're going to have moving forward. But as far as getting your material out there, I, I mean, be specific about who you're approaching at least you know just don't email all the top people because it doesn't it doesn't look good if, if I, you've reached out and you've been specific and you don't hear back what do you do well there's there's some really persistent people there's i, I can't remember the guy's name but he, he probably emails me <laughs> plenty of times a year and I've responded to this guy. I was like, listen, no offense. It's just, you're, 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 you're not a fit for my company. Uh, and I almost applied his persistence, but you know, send an email. If you don't hear back, follow up once, you know, but if you don't hear back, then I, I would usually let it go. That's you just reach me. back out six months, a year, check back in, or you think but, if you but, reach out but, one time. Yeah, but also checking back in. But I, I think when you check back in, do it with a purpose. You know, maybe you just booked a new play. Yeah. You know, and invite that rep and say, hey, listen, I just booked a play that's playing at the North Hollywood Playhouse. Here's a flyer to it. Would love to put you on the comp list so you can see my performance. Or, you know, I, I just booked a role in whatever, you know, X TV show. Um, I just wanted to give you an update. Uh, if you have the time in the future, we'd love to meet. Uh right. It doesn't necessarily always work, but at least you're you're updating people that you're uh, you know submitting. Things are happening. Well, so so when you say I, so, I'm going to send my email on. What's the best day of the week to get these kind of emails for you? Uh, it it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. But how long should I wait? Should I wait till you know four or five business days before I follow up? There's no really specific time. Um, but you would too, a month. You want them like you wouldn't want them to email you the next day, right? No, 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 no. Give yeah. them a couple days. You know, John, but. I'm actually I'm glad you're asking this because a lot of my friends will agonize over this for like hours. They'll they'll go to send an email on I don't know Monday at one in the morning, and then they won't send it because they'll think that that's not a good time, and that the person they're sending it to um, won't want to see that they're. At sending something at one or whatever it is. Is there, are there any times where you're like, no, that's not a good day, not a good hour, not a good day. Um, for me, no, I just don't like when people call me that's it. <laughs> you know, and, and pitch themselves. I say, listen, you know, you, you, you don't need a follow up. You don't need a call. I'm busy enough. Send an email. Right. We respond. We'll get back to you. Right. Right. 
and and like uh, you know like everything i talk about in auditions and letting stuff go you know you do your work put your email together send it out personalize it don't do mass emails and then you wait you do your follow-up and then you just move on and it you cannot take these things personally there's a fit there is a million managers who would have dropped me five million times, but Gary hasn't. <laughs> but, uh, well, this is an awkward way for him to tell me live on my podcast. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm wrapping, uh, wrapping this up with, you know. <laughs> Drop, dropping you live on air. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, because, but because Gary and I are a fit, that's not, you know what I mean? So it's, it's something that you, it's like my, I talk about this, Gary, with casting directors. I have this theory about dating, you know, that you're going on a date and you don't know where the casting director's at. And you don't know, you wouldn't leave a bad date and go, oh, uh, I was awful. You just go, it was a bad date. That's all this is too. Do you fit? Do you connect? You know, when Gary and I got together, we went through, you know, we had a couple crazy agent stories. Some were fine and good. And then we yeah. had one that was so passionate about me and then dropped me like two months later. And that was so insane. We were, it was just so insane. And then we had another one that was really great. And then we loved them working with them. And they just all of a sudden flipped out. And then I ended up with Lauren, who I met before that one. And they were still like, no, we love you. And I've always wanted to work with you. So, it, yeah. I mean, even me who have a little credit, it's, it's a journey. You don't know where you're going to land or, or it's, why. It's, it's finding somebody that you could, especially from managerial side that you could communicate well with and yeah. somebody that also that you like and, and somebody that, that believes in your work. Um, yeah. I, I always say, you know, if, if, if my passion for your career exceeds your passion for your own career, something's wrong and vice versa. Yeah. Um, because you, you, I, I personally, as, as a manager, have to be passionate about everyone that I'm pitching. Otherwise, what's the point? It's just masturbation. I, I want, yeah, want to pitch people that I believe in. You know that I that you know is is worthy of my time to pick up the phone and actually pitch. Yeah, I would say, you know, I in my younger days, I had managers who I just wanted to call every day and say how are you? And they're like, Oh my God, you're the greatest thing in the world. And that's, yeah. all the, but I'd have no work, but they would say you're the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. I will tell the young actors, we all kind of want that. This, that we love you. You're great. You're amazing. But if they're not getting you work, like that's the problem. You have to depersonalize it. You know, Gary and I are fortunate that we became friends, but uh, you cannot take any of the stuff personally or, or need assurance that's what i needed also don't listen to your friends you don't dictate your career based upon your friend's audition schedule that's a big thing like a lot of people do uh look th this industry is it's up and down high and low there there's lulls at times uh i think there's also a misconception about pilot season everyone thinks oh i didn't have a great pilot season you know what not a lot of people do unless you were on unless you had some really nice bookings from the year before a nice recurring credit on something um, or a, movie a lot of pilot season is really just offers to names. It's yeah. uh, there's, there's a huge misconception about what that is, you know, and, and when it is and how to be the most successful in it. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic there a little no, bit. No, 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 not, not really. No, it's, I think it's important that you, you know, you know, how to, manage your manager don't overwhelm them with unnecessary calls well here's another here's another big thing too there are a lot of actors out there who have access to breakdowns um and i still have two clients one client actually now that <laughs> that i've told them a million times you do not need to send me breakdowns of what you're appropriate for right you're now telling us how to do our job and or saying that we're not doing our job properly. You you shouldn't do that. He, I, I've accepted him doing that now because he's been with me for so long. And I'm just like, you know, I, he can't control himself. And he's even told me, he's like, I, 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 I just need to do it for myself. And I said, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> but if you're going to send a project over to your agent or manager 
don't just say, hey, can you submit me for this? I'm perfect for this. No shit. We already know that. We probably submitted you a couple of days before. Right. What's better is, okay, I've been pinned with this casting director before, you know, or this casting director really likes me, but it's been a minute, or I know the producer on this project, or I've worked with this director before. Give us tangible information that we can use to pitch you appropriately and better, you right. know? Or sometimes I, I do like to ask my clients, what is, what, what's your dream show? You know, because I will try and push really hard to get you on that, you know, but don't just, don't just send breakdowns to your agent because honestly, it, it pisses the reps off. Gary still hasn't got me on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I've told him. Wow. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed for next season. I'm rooting for you, Sean. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I guess what you're saying is, but have you had these people who just want you as a friend to tell them they're great? You know, have you ever dealt with that kind of thing? I can't just do that. No, that's what I'm I, saying. I can't it's sugarcoat bad, shit, man. Yeah. Huh? That's a bad idea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> going I, going go back to what we were talking about before and Gary, you saying to be very specific. So for the people out there who have either just moved here or are changing career paths, like you were talking about with your friend earlier, what are the best things to look for if you are trying to find representation and you don't have many credits? What should you be looking for in a manager? Should you be looking for somebody who has small amount of clients um, as a referral? Like, what are the different tips and tricks? Yeah, what I was going to say to add to the, her question is, what if you don't have a referral or a friend? You know what I mean? And you're right. going cold. First, first thing first. I mean, it's 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 hard enough breaking the ice and getting your first agent anyway. So I think that one of the best things, like like I said earlier, is just to find somebody that's really passionate and believes in you. Um, you should get a IMDb Pro account and you should do some research. You should look at people's rosters and not necessarily see what they're missing, but you should you should do a little bit of research into these companies and and look at the clients that they have and rep and like i said you're not coming off the boat you're not signing with william morris caa icm gersh uta whatever right off the boat you know so humble yourself a little bit do do some research and reach out appropriately to the right people eventually you're going to get some meetings yeah. uh, unless you just have a really shitty headshot that your girlfriend took of you on your iphone whatever yeah. you know put, put a little put up a little bit of time into research and, and putting your material together before you start submitting because eventually eventually if, if you're persistent enough you will get meetings and i and i said in my two-year plan i said to you guys like good get into an acting class where you're networking that's how i met my first agent too like who hey yeah. who are you repped by because there's gonna be someone in your class that just got a commercial yep. And then someone in your class that just got an acting agent and you'd say, you know, and then when they say, Hey, you, can you invite them to the show? Yep. You know, and they'll come to your show and they'll see you. And, you know, I yep. mean, the networking is so, so important when you first get here. That's why I'm a big fan of a lot of, you have to continually do it. And, and I, I personally, I hate it. I don't like it, but you, I have to do it yeah. because you're going to miss the next boat of, executives of cast and directors of producers you have to continually stay out there and and meet new people like talent agencies when i was working in talent uh in in the talent agency world today's assistant could be tomorrow's studio executive could be you know a partner at the agency could turn on to manage a huge a-list star you never know um but you have to continually Put yourself out there, especially as an actor, more than anyone. And then if you do meet somebody out there in public, producer or director that does respond to you, that's when you call your manager and you say, hey, by the way, I met the producer of blah, blah, blah yesterday. Could you follow up and send them my material? And um, you know, or so couldn't, that, or couldn't you even say to that producer, if you like them and something to say, hey, do you have any agents you work with uh, that, that you like? I mean, what if they're not represented? Are they a good... See, I always got representation from casting directors after, yeah. you know, if I didn't like my agent or whatever, and then a casting director, I'd go to the casting director and go, hey, do you know any other agents that you like? And they'd give me a list. I don't know if they're allowed to do that anymore, actually, but they used to back in the day. Um, yeah, they still do that. They still do that. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. Or if you meet somebody who's working, say, hey, is there any agents you know and like that you think would be right for me? I mean, 
that's why networking is huge, huge, yep. huge. And speaking of networking, I mean, because this, unless Roxy, do you have one more question? Mary, well, I do see in a super chat comment from Weston Ira, he has a question for you. So coming no. from a fan, he said, good stuff, insightful panel. Gary, have you ever unrejected a talent? Hmm. Rejected them and then reconsidered. Not somebody that I, well, okay, yes. Somebody that I previously <laughs> worked with before and then we split ways for one reason or another, whether it's me dropping them or them dropping us and then figuring out that, you know what, I, I, I do want to continue working with you later. So in, in that right, yes. Uh, as far as people just submitting to me, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. But I, I've definitely had clients that we have stopped working together for whatever reason that we decided to resume again later in the future. It's not often, but uh, it does happen, yeah. Well, uh, my story from the karaoke, Gary, great information. I mean, it's so valuable. It's so, you know, so real and everything we need to hear. Um, and Thanks for buttering me up, Sean. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm trying to make the, I'm seeing if there's a chance. Try not to get dropped before the end of this uh, Zoom meeting, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you would, I'm just terrified you're still going to drop me. Um, the... The, so Gary, when we got to know each other, we hit it off right off the bat. Yeah. And one of the things he loved to do was karaoke. Yeah. Kind of amazing timing, actually, because I was just going, splitting up with my wife. So there was, you know, a week on with my kids, a week off with my kids. So a week off with my kids, I would go and Gary and I would hang out at, you know, friend's house, like Raphael's house, a producer friend of Gary's. And uh, we'd go to... Uh, karaoke bar. What was the uh, the on uh, Mel on in West Hollywood? Uh, the surly goat. Surly goat. Surly goat. Wednesday nights at the surly goat, and Gary would have, and we brought in a ton of people. The late Sam Lloyd. That's how Gary met Sam because Sam was a singer, and we brought yeah. him in there. And uh, I brought a couple. Of, well, I hope she always listens to these shows, but I had a a couple of girls that I brought in. <laughs> before to see if they vibed and Gary was like nah they're cool but he loved my current girlfriend because she went in there and did an amazing version baby got back baby got back and he nailed it. <laughs> I was like that's your girl man she nailed it he's like this is the one for you like yeah the most amazing and I go dude she literally sang a karaoke song you haven't been able to chat with her yet he goes she's awesome I'm telling you right now <laughs> yeah but but uh it was a way to network Gary knew some people it was fun. Gary liked to do it. Like, be smart that way. It's not like I hated karaoke, but I went with gritted teeth. I had fun, and it was somewhere we merged. Gary does other things like plays poker and stuff like that. I don't do that stuff, but I we do the stuff that we do hang out and have fun together. Yeah. Um, and uh, our go-to song, our go-to song that we've done every time, Gary. Uh, oh, my God. Um, Are you choking? No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Um, Jesse's girl. <laughs> Look at that. It's like you just like, let him struggle there, though. Sean. Oh my God. What kind no, of friend? No, I have, You would know we it. We had our little back and forth, little cadence. Yeah, we had our little dance in between. Yeah. We have a. We have wow. A, and we've done it for I think since we started uh, working together, like five, six years ago. We started. We started doing that and we've done it at, at like every party we've been to. It, it, just, it just got a little difficult, you know, Yeah, because it was on a Wednesday and going back into work on a Thursday after drink until two in the morning was not fun. Yeah. We did that for a solid- We still got our shit done, man, you know? <laughs> we, we, we did that for like a year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we did that for it like- started a off with about 10 people and it grew up to about 75 people. And, it was and, so and towards fun. the end, it was, it was really great because we had a lot of, um, you know, I would invite- producer friends directing friends agent friends executive friends and uh it was it was just a really nice unpretentious way uh for people to network and get to know each other um and, but, but not in a weird like it didn't feel forced or anything it was always just fun yeah yeah we had a great time so. i came into your lives too late i'm a karaoke you, fiend are you? oh i love karaoke oh, no. <laughs> oh, i hate I love that. it well, me and Doug always have our 
karaoke party every year. Obviously, we're not having it this year, but uh, Gary's come to all those. And we've done Jesse's Girl all the time. And, you know, when next year we'll be doing, we'll be back to our karaoke party. We used to do Corky's, which actually closed a historical place. But yeah. uh, listen, this has been extremely helpful. I think it's just very, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on here for so long because you're just cut and dry. There's no fluff, you know, just this is a business, you know. Hey, bring me back. I love to come back and continue this conversation because no, we'd love to have you back. We'll definitely have some I, I I truly do enjoy working with uh look a lot of a lot of people don't believe in development. What development is is working with a, a younger talent and and kind of teaching them and, and showing them the ropes and, and being a good mentor. I still enjoy that. Uh, I really do. Uh, I love finding talent where you don't expect to find and helping nurture the next uh, next round of, of of young actors out there. So, uh, yeah. if you ever wanted me back, I, I'd love to uh, do this again yeah. because I, I enjoy these kind of conversations. Episode, which would be awesome. And we, uh, Gary, has gotten new talent and sent them to me to coach. So, yeah, absolutely. Me too. So, as always, Roxy, where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Thank you, Gary, for joining us. Yeah, you're definitely, we have to have you back. Awesome. Have to. Not, even, not even a question. Gary, do you want people to follow you on social media? I deleted my social media, so no. Okay. You yeah. deleted everything? God, no Facebook, no During Instagram. During quarantine? God. Yeah. What? Waste of time. He was no never, way. Can I tell you? He was never a big social media guy anyway. Yeah, but how do you check out clients? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> the only thing that I miss is uh, is is Facebook birthdays because that was my my yeah. way of the way right. right. I can't believe you're off. You cut the I, cord. I don't miss it. Cut I don't miss cord. it at all. If if anything, it was consuming too much time. And yeah. anything, I have a new philosophy. Uh, anything that causes anger, frustration, uh, jealousy, uh, envy uh needs to be cut out of my life and the, it was it was causing me to react emotionally to certain things so i said it doesn't belong there anymore smart yeah. very smart yeah. uh and you can find me everywhere at sean whalen actor check out my tiktoks and uh, you'll enjoy them it's funny uh, guy. yep so uh but he encourages me though he, you encourage my social oh, media. i do i do keep building it man i think it's yeah, great exactly all right. Well, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. You guys were great. Thank you so much for having me. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 